0: welcome to WRTS. we run this station the athlete run podcast channel presented by uninterrupted i'm Spencer pacing and i'm here with my good friends dave mark and producer matt hey what's up I'm juiced. I'm, <laughs> I'm juiced about
1: I saw John Wick three last night. I'm juiced.
2: Yeah, you chapter, are. Juiced.
1: Chapter, three, chapter three parabellum. Chapter three. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> amped right now. Yeah, you're we a we have way right too now. much housekeeping right now <laughs> to get into. We're not even close to getting there. But yeah. Dane, what do we got? Social, social stuff. What do we Don't got? Yeah, out there?
2: No, and you know, if you're listening to the pod, you can find us. Uh, you can find Spencer at pacing P-Y-S-N-G R. Again, no vowels. I'm at <laughs> Dane Mork. And Matt, where are you at? At film study pod, at uninterrupted. I'm at hip, hip, underscore parade.
1: And <laughs> also I'm going to give everyone who's listening. Cause I, I don't, I don't really know them yet. I don't really like trust them. True. Yeah. So I'm going to give them like two seconds right now. We're going to give them like 30 seconds.
2: Okay. That's a lot more to, than two. Okay. Two, two <laughs> like to 30 two seconds. No, wait, we're give them like two to seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Hear me out. <laughs> it's a grace period. They're
1: going to go into the podcast app.
0: Now.
2: Well, for,
1: yeah, they're going to go into the podcast app. They're going to go to the search bar. They're going to go to t- WRTS t- again. T- we t- run this station. T- 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 You're going to then t- t- go scroll t- t- down t- t- and t- go to rate <laughs> and review. You're going to go click five stars and not like... There's somebody out there right now that's like, okay, good. Wait, stop. Uh, stop. Just yeah. keep going. Well, then rewind it. Well, they, what they did was they opened their phone and they forgot what they were doing They went straight it. And to then Twitter. they're like, wait, what am I doing? Okay, no, come back. You're coming back to the app now. You're going to review us and rate us five stars <laughs> please and say how much you love film study
0: i love the like you, do it rate it please
1: you ever watch <laughs> a, i'm just like asking
2: you ever watch a youtube video how to tie a tie and you keep rewinding it <laughs> like, just how to do it like that's how <laughs> gonna be that's
0: how that's yeah. how we are
2: you're like shit i missed a loop <laughs> we're, ta-
0: exactly. we're talking movies and we're teaching you how to tie ties on this episode so yes. no we're not i'm just joking yes. but we are talking movies no
2: we're talking movies <laughs> through an athletic athletic lens and uh, we actually had a lot happen this past week. Um, a
0: lot. Yeah. First, first off, some, we, saw first some off shit
2: too. we have uh, some quick All-American news. Yes. All-American has moved to a new time this fall. We are at 8 p.m. on Monday Mondays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are in, the lead-in for Black Lightning.
0: Yes. We're tandeming. That sounds weird, but <laughs> we're tandem with Black Lightning. CW got their Black Knight, in my opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: this, is,
0: this is something that... And it is Monday night. I, we told them earlier on, we said, put us with Black Lightning. You can't <laughs> get your Black audience to see W two nights yeah. in a week. Yeah. So just put us all together. One growing
2: night. up. So we're excited about that.
0: Growing up, I had, like, UPN had a Black night. Yeah. WB had a Black night. That's yeah. just what it was. It, don't think of it as racist or discriminatory or no. Like, we want to see all our shows in one sitting. No, put us that's there. A great point. I'm it's so I'm so happy that we're with Black Lightness a show that I actually I really like. I yeah. followed the first two seasons. It is so a good far. show. I like it's a I good show. so I'm glad to be able to kind of serve as the appetizer.
2: yeah, we uh, even though
0: we're a main course. yeah, our main course going up here.
2: against you know the voice and uh, a couple other you know no name shows. but uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah, excited okay.
1: for the crossover. Event that's going to happen, right? Isn't there going to oh, be yeah. a Black Lightning All American crossover? Dude, they if set it up. Listen. Episode one, they set up Spencer that, like they leave it open that you might have superpowers.
2: Hey, producer TD is right. Some, like, Spencer James mission. is going to be cyborg in a later. Uh, <laughs> CCW,
0: like, it's kind of the same origin. It's though. No, no, no? That way. it's just, it's it's my origin story. I turn into cyborg. He right cannot now confirm or
1: deny.
0: <laughs> That he turns into cyborg. I can see. I can see a world where we play an away game in Atlanta, and then some like biohazard something happens, and all of a sudden Black Lightning needs Spencer's tunnel vision. Be to great to like see through an entire factory, and, see what's coming next.
2: And I always think it's funny, you know, people will go, "Where are you going to go in season two? What are you going to do?" And 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 they'll ask me, and Spencer's standing right there. I'm like, he's right fucking here. No, like the last <laughs> like ten years is basically what we're going off.
0: My of, DMs so. are my DMs are filled with people that are like. All right, so next season, you got to go to Oregon. You got to <laughs> go to NFL. Next season, so are you going to win a Super Bowl next season? I'm like, yeah, bro, technically, I'm still like a sophomore, possibly junior in high school. Pretty like, much. why are we jumping ships so early?
2: Oh, well, you know. Well, speaking of jumping ship,
1: <laughs> we're going to actually do the same format last week. I, I think LeBron, he gave some feedback. He liked it. He said, better. I need to do a better job of explaining it maybe. So first Good. off. We're going to get into the hot takes. Hot takes, just like in sports, you got some hot takes. Everyone's got their, you know, talking head, hot takes. We're going to have our own hot takes, Mm -hmm. but these are going to be about movies. Then we're going to prep you guys for Aladdin, get you ready, everything you need to know when you go into the movie theater this weekend, and then we're going to recap our prep from last week, which was John Wick 3, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Parabellum. That
0: was a fucking ride. And
1: we're going to recap. We're going to let you know... What we did well, what we got you ready for, and what we could have gotten you ready for, and kind of our winners and losers of that movie.
0: Again, this is, this is the basis of what film study is. As an athlete, before a game, you like to watch film on your opponent. Now, our opponent right now is technically movies in a dark theater, so it's yeah, not pretty that much. daunting. Oh, it's so hard. So yeah. hard. Oh, yeah. but I get a little sleepy sometimes. You watch, I mean, it. you watch films before you play in a game to see what cues you can get. And after that same game, you go back and watch it to see where you could where you could be better at, where you hit spot on, and so on. So 100%. this is what film study is about. This is what our podcast is about. So we just let's dive right into it. And
2: Yeah, and I know we're talking film, but yeah, in regards to hot takes, everybody in the world is talking about game of thrones this week so we just mm, got to address that. yeah
1: that's the first take that's i right. got so game of thrones series finale who's got a hot take spencer hot take so take one
0: this is not the series finale of game of thrones what this isn't elaborate let's talk about it let's go the scene where Tyrion and Jon Snow are talking. Okay. And Tyrion's in fucking jail. It was a pretty big jail cell, by the way. Pretty big
2: jail cell. Pretty it's big. Comfy. Pretty big jail. It was
0: like federal prison. It's a guess. big jail. But there's a line in there when he says, Was it right? What well, I did? It doesn't feel right. Tyrion says, Ask me again in 10 years. Ask me in 10 years. In my opinion, we all know that the books aren't finished yet, correct? Correct. Correct. So I think, in ten years, they're all coming back to see where the story goes.
2: I think that
0: they ten have, hat time.
2: Yes, that's not crazy. Foil hat. And as a novice, you know, Game of Thrones person, which you all know, I hey, step into the mic. I feel Thank like you. I feel like um, I feel like they know what George R. Martin is wanting to do, and they're kind of angling like to that, and they don't know where it's going, what yes. he's gonna like, where where he's gonna take it, but. There is they're go they're going somewhere with it. And I that's why I, I agree with that.
0: They had to me. They had a conversation with Martin, and he said, "Listen, I don't know how to finish it yet, but here are some key points that I don't want you guys to touch." So I felt like, I mean, for them to have that what, you don't want to miss like seven it, seasons of being on point, yeah. and then this season is kind know of those seven seasons of on point. Uh, I, one of the best shows of all time. Let's, let's just let's be real with it. Did but, pretty damn well. <laughs> to me, to me, how it ended and how the public has been so up in arms about its ending, to me, says that they might have something up their sleeve. HBO rarely misses when it comes to something of this magnitude. Mm-hmm. So for me, this might just be a long play. It might be a long Definitely. play. I
1: mean, they have, they have two spinoffs in the works. I yeah. don't think it was a miss by any stretch of the term, but I do think that it it didn't live up to it, and I think it's not the writers, it's not the showrunner's fault. No, it's George R. R. Martin knew how it was going to end. He doesn't know how he's going to end it, but he yeah. knew how it was going to end. Yeah. Told them how. It's like these are all the where everyone ends up, and they're and they're left at like whatever season they were at with the source material, like season five. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, how do we get from season five, where all these characters are at, to this endpoint? And yeah, it kind of you're just like moving these pieces around and well, you just don't know what you're going to do. And it's not the showrunner's fault because no. George R. R. Martin doesn't no. know what he's going to do either. No,
2: But they can consult with him and be like, this is where we're going, yay or nay. And he can be like, yeah. you know. So like, I, I feel like that's, that conversation's happening all the time behind the scenes. So people losing their shit and throwing out like, a petition to like rewrite the whole fucking season is that it, was insane. ridiculous. We need no, to get George insane.
1: on the show. He's a big football fan, isn't he? Is he? Producer yeah, TV he is. He's he also is. in the room. He's shaking that's his head, cool. yes.
0: George, um, get over here. So, by the way, can we spend a couple moments and talk about how Bran is technically Doctor Strange? Think about king. it. Apparently, he kind of knew what the fuck was going on. Kinda, just like He's Doctor a weird Strange was the man. only way. And he didn't want to tell anybody. It was for me to be yeah. king. He's like, "Why do <laughs> you think I came all this way?" It's like, "Motherfucker, like you couldn't tell us this shit. Like, Ugh. we could have got rid of all these headaches if you would just opened your mouth."
2: That. Yeah, that was an interesting ride watching that eighth season as the first season for that show. (laughs) I mean, but to be fair, like I I didn't think that was that was bad television. But I can guarantee it and all the shit that it's getting, I was just like, oh
0: if you if you do go back and watch from season one on, Mm -hmm. you will technically, in my opinion, forget the ending because the episodes are so long and so dense and Mm -hmm. you get sucked into those storylines. You've seen, epi- you've seen season eight. You know what's going to But I think being in those intricate seasons that were like top tier TV, you'll forget the ending and actually fall into the story.
2: And it was weird just knowing that I'd seen a couple of season one episodes and knowing like, oh, shit, that's the kid that got pushed out the window.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, like,
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, wow, he's come a long way. So that was
0: cool.
3: <laughs> Producer
1: TD's in the room. I forgot that he's on the mic. He's yeah. got a hot mic. He's got some hot takes, hot too. He's got some so, TD. What
3: is going on here, guys? Are you guys all of a sudden in Game of Thrones writers and forget some of the characters <laughs> that are part of the show? Because that's what happened here.
1: TD was <laughs> <laughs> like waving his arms.
3: Guys,
2: <laughs> guys. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> no, Tell no. Me no. In, coach, that's why me you're in.
3: here.
2: You're red. Come
1: what on. What is
3: going
0: on? You can't just shake your head at us while we're talking. Close mouths. Don't an introduction. Oh, ooh,
1: ooh.
3: ooh.
0: That's a hot take. speak up all Damn right, it. well, let's right go. Enough. Let's so go. Give
3: right your hot go. take. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, I, for one, love the energy that producer Matt brought today. I yes. think whatever he's on, whether it's, you know, Giant's Milk or whatever that is, <laughs> yeah. sign me up and always have <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I was just waiting. I was waiting to be tagged in. I was trying to be polite, um, knowing in this new world that we live in now where elections are potentially a thing in the, in the land of Western <laughs> world. So trying to be nice, trying to be, you know, polite. Thank you. Um, but no, just to, not before we move on to Avengers, which, you know, I'm ready to chat about as well. But just like Spencer, I do think there are additional spin-offs in the work that they lay out here and potentially Arya. Mm-hmm. We can get Arya spin-off. Yeah, 100%. She is, yeah. Where's she, she going? A whole new world. And oh, God. God. Dude, we're that not there run. yet. We'll Everyone stop it. jumping, jumping the gun today. <laughs> Parabellum. Settle down, guys. Um, but, no, to the point of, like, where do these actors in real life go, right? Mm-hmm. So the older cats, like L- L- Lena Headley or Peter Dinklage, like, they're mm-hmm. probably done. They're not yeah. coming back. No, to no, too dogs. much money. However, with, uh, you know, Macy Williams, I'm not sure if I'm saying her first name right, Macy she's super, she's super long, yeah. super young, so she might be willing to, you know, get her own spin-off in five, you know, three or four years when her movie is like, you know, New Mutants, who's, if that ever releases. If yeah. it ever happens. Yeah, exactly, yeah. might not jump and get <laughs> off the ground, so she might be down for a game with Thrones spin-off at that point. So, Arya's spin-off is you know, what I think is gonna happen, potentially. Yeah. Question, though, before we fully move on, how do you guys feel about Jon Snow killing Danny, that scene? drogon coming into the throne room his reaction yeah. um what was your your overall uh, thoughts there
0: I liked it it just I wanted it to be a little bit more dramatic in yeah, terms of agreed. like the stabbing like people getting stabbed in their stomachs now and that's supposed to be like a fatal <laughs> shot like that's yeah. i mean it's, it's kind yeah. of a weak point in my opinion like the night king got stabbed in the stomach dissipated and danny got stabbed in the stomach like come on yeah. we danny you have dragons you can't just get shanked in your stomach, and that's the end for you.
2: It was funny. Uh, Ryan Johnson, uh, director, the director, his tweet was just like, "Game of Thrones fucked hugging up for me." <laughs> like, like I'm looking at everything differently now, and now it's fucked hugging up. So <laughs> that was that was funny. I, it, but I, you know, I enjoyed this season as like a first time viewer, really kind of going through this, ex- and I am gonna go back, and you know, yep. it'll be fun to kind of revisit everything. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just seeing that season and a, and a few things earlier, I mean. I was cool with it, like the whole. I mean, John wasn't gonna die. We talked about this.
0: We knew he wasn't gonna die. Like
2: we didn't see that coming. But if
0: he did, that would have been dope. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been something to die twice in your own it. series.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That,
0: that would have been good. I liked. Yeah. I liked Drogon's reaction. I wanted him to burn Jon Snow to the ground.
3: I like, thought that was it, yeah. It was. I it would have been
0: amazing. That would have set. What Would you do that to another Targaryen though? Is that, that kind point. of the, but the idea? I think that's the only reason why he didn't.
3: But to that point though, Cheo Coker, who was a show winner for Luke Cage on Netflix, he mm-hmm. had a tweet earlier uh this week and pointed out that his ending would have been Drogon actually does light John's ass on fire. But because he is a Targaryen, t- 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 he doesn't burn. Yeah. And then Drogon respects is like real recognize real it's yeah. like, okay. And then should have done that. Because that because, take because a shot.
0: Drogon sees like this is a family matter. Yeah. Like I I want her to die by family, not by anybody else. Yeah. And that's why he's like, well, fuck, I'm mad that she's dead. But like, I'm not going to kill you because I know that you have skin in the game.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But it the, the way, way he like in. scoops her up and just flies off. I like, just. It's kind of like, what's the name? Uh, uh, what's the name from Friday after he gets knocked out and like runs <laughs> to the car? He's <laughs> he going to cry in the car. Oh, it,
2: it is hard to believe, though, that's the last you'll see a Game of Thrones. Yeah. You it, know, I mean the spin offs are happening, we know that, but I mean, do you guys know yeah. exactly what the spin offs are?
3: Well, yeah. well, the long night is technically supposed the prequel? to be one prequel. Yeah. Um the the true origins of the Night King and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, the
2: one I've read about. I don't know.
3: I don't know. It was I mean, it was again, just like with Endgame, it was it was a blessing to be able to Experienced this right for mm-hmm. seven, eight years, nine years, really. Um, but it was, it didn't end the way it started. It was yeah. a completely different show, and uh, you know it was definitely a show that would work for casual viewers. And Matt Parade is killing me right now because I'm killing his show runtime. Um, <laughs> we're already but, at the
1: ten minute mark for hot takes. That's uh, so great. Hey,
3: it's hey, we're talking about. This is Game of Thrones, is a those, uh, once in a lifetime thing. Um, but <laughs> it is. It's still, you can still appreciate what it ended up being, even though it was a different show um, come season seven and a half, and definitely season eight.
0: I mean, even Danny, she mentioned all the other realms out there that they wanted to conquer. So maybe there's a segue into what the fuck is happening over there.
3: Whoa. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, this is just putting a dagger. Speaking of daggers, it's putting a dagger into us, a Valyrian steel dagger (laughs) into us getting to John Wick, which is what my ultimate goal is of this podcast. Um but Avengers passed Avatar in the domestic box office. Yes. So Dane take 2.
2: Zoe Zaldana's happy either way. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like she's cool with it. So but no, uh they really thought Endgame would pass Avatar at the uh, you know, overall at the box office, but it's it's not going to happen. Worldwide. I, yeah. Yeah, worldwide. And solely that's because competition. Like like When Avatar was released, that was a December release, if you guys remember. That's a fucking week month. Like, sometimes, you know, you'll get like an Aquaman or uh, Star Wars that'll pop out. But, like, with this, it went up against Detective Pikachu, or Endgame went up against Detective Pikachu, which kind of put a small dent in it, Mm -hmm. and John Wick 3, which just topped it. So, I I know you know it doesn't look like it's going to beat Avatar worldwide. It, and well, to give
3: context too, it's that uh, Avengers currently is at two point two point six two five billion, right. And Avatar is at two point seven eight eight billion. It, it seems close. small, but it's it's possible. I don't think it's definitely dead in the water, I think it's but it's possible.
0: It's right. possible,
3: but I, I, I it doesn't it doesn't seem likely.
0: What would what would have been a better time for them to release it in order to beat it, in order to beat Avatar? Would it be That's would it be a good have been question. Christmas movie? Uh, a holiday movie, a Thanksgiving movie, top of the summer. Mm, you know, I technically mean, it was, it is kind of top of the summer. I mean, but shit, could
2: you imagine throwing Endgame out in December? Yeah, it, I, it doesn't feel I, right. It doesn't. It, it just, doesn't feel right. It doesn't. Does, it's right. it does cannibalizing itself. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. At yeah. that point. Yeah. 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 No. So I mean, it, my gut says it's not going to beat it. But yeah. I mean. It's, Shit,
3: man. Endgame's what, not beating that. What here's day? what could happen though. Far from Home drops, and yeah. then maybe there's some, um, you know, folks just before seeing Far From Home go see yeah. Endgame again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dan, I know you've seen it six times. Same here. We've seen a like, collective of like twenty times in this room, yeah. but we're doing well ma- here. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's <laughs> the time where it does get that extra that yeah. extra bump to just eclipse. And even you know, if it does Avatar. beat
2: it, James Cameron will just re re re-release yeah, Titanic. Exactly. In
1: five yeah. years. It's still gonna make more money though that <laughs> big Avatar, yeah. twenty-two movie. Yeah. Blu-ray. Oh it's, yeah, it's gonna Which it's I'm gonna buying. make yeah. more oh, yeah. money. Yeah. yeah, like that's it's gonna be stupid money. Like overall, like merchandising, everything like that. It's already, I'm sure, made Disney more money. But like when we're just comparing box office to box office, mm-hmm. yep. like I don't think box office is the is the indicator that this was way more successful than Avatar worldwide. No. No, I right? don't see a lot like of I has, didn't it's see a lot, lot of Way Avatar more shirts. in the zeitgeist. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's my point. It's like this is, even though Avatar, it may not pass Avatar in the worldwide box office, yeah. it's still the
0: the movie moment of our lifetime. Yep. Now I I agree with that. Yeah. Do you guys think Star Wars episode nine has a potential no. to touch that? No. 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 Good. No, thank you. I <laughs> don't. And, <laughs> and I'm a Star Wars fan, you know.
1: I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, a huge Star Wars yeah. fan. Yeah. I just think with what happened with The Last Jedi and Solo, it doesn't have a shot.
0: Good. Okay.
1: <laughs> so good. <laughs> now we're gonna get into the next one. Speaking of superheroes, Ooh, yeah. Robert Pattinson is the lead candidate right now for the next Batman movie called
0: The Batman. Damn. So Spencer, take three. Robert Pattinson's gonna make us forget about Christian Bale.
2: What? Whoa, that? dude! Who are you pretending
0: to be?
3: Bruce Wayne, eccentric billionaire. Yeah. Not Ben Affleck. I'm, I'm
0: calling it. I don't know if uh, We already forgot about. Ben Affleck. We that. kind of <laughs> forgot about Ben <laughs> Affleck. I think Ben Affleck forgot about Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, in that role. Uh, yeah, no. But okay. When well, I when I first it. when I first saw this news, I actually I think we all talked about it in the group chat where. I said this is a win. It's like Hulk, like standing over the time machine. Like I see this as an, see absolute this an absolute win. Because <laughs> when you when you think Robert Pattinson, what do you think? Pale, Twilight. Twilight, emo, loner. Yeah,
2: Twilight vampire.
0: Strong chin. I base my Batman off of his chin. You said that. You for have a long. to chin, have a strong chin, chin to play correlation. Batman. I mean, the chin in the
1: animated, like gosh, exactly. You,
2: yes. Yeah. Like Bruce Wayne's oh chin. Oh my was, god, that was.
0: You can oh. fucking cut potatoes off of that <laughs> shit. That thing was nuts. <laughs> But so that's how that's how I base it off of, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people that I respect in the film industry and, and talk about film in a way that I like, yeah. they they see this as a win. This is like this is good for them. This is yeah. good for the franchise. This could be a franchise star in Batman. Well, the I think, people, I think the the secular people that only know him from his Twilight days are like, no, he's he's too puny. He can't fight him. Like, well, he's a fucking actor. Yeah, he's supposed yeah. to get into roles. He's going to turn into a buff boy. Exactly. Let's see. And they're going to put gonna, some muscle on him. That's going to be the hardest
2: thing for people to do. Is like Right now, I'm telling people, if you're like questionable about this, stop comparing it to Twilight. Stop, stop just watching Twilight and thinking that's going to be your Batman because that's not what kind of actor he is. Exactly. If you go back and look at these, these interviews he does, he's not proud of that work, no. really. <laughs> he's kind of like, ah, shit. Yeah, like I turned that movie off when they were playing baseball. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking stupid. Sorry, like just getting the sports part in. But um, no, Well look, let's give him a chance and just not assume that's how it's going to be. He
1: might not even get it.
2: That's true. He Nicholas might not Holt, even get it. That's true. Yep. And Nicholas Holt's in the running. But that's even something that, that would be... Po- it'd be polarizing either way. This, this is a polarizing role no matter who gets it.
0: But Nicholas Holt, this is another tin hat moment for me, is <laughs> he doesn't have the chin. I know. <laughs> he doesn't have the... I he know. has the acting chops. It's there. He doesn't have the chin. And I actually think... The big winner in all this right now is Robert Pattinson's PR team mm-hmm. because as soon as possibly they got word that it was probably the bottom two, they put those fillers out to the magazines and to, the, and to social media by saying, hey, he might play Batman. So now yeah. more people are getting used to him playing Batman right now while Nicholas Holt's kind of standing in the shadows being second gun to this. Yeah. Man. So I think the PR play, social media catching wind of it, this kind of propels him into that role if he wasn't already there if it wasn't already a lock.
2: Well, something makes me think that, because he signed on to do Nolan's film for Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. He's like the main lead in Christopher Nolan's next film. Something's telling me that 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 had to do something with that relationship with Warner Brothers and like what he was doing, and maybe Nolan just vouching for the part. I mean, I'm not speaking for them, but that that could have been very
3: real. Definitely. Speaking of directors, um, one of the reasons I'm big on this is because it's Matt Reeves, right? Yes. Matt Reeves, and the work he's done with the Planet of the Ape franchise in the last couple of years. Yeah. um, Again, still underrated. Introduction of Caesar and Dawn of Planet of the Apes, when he first you first see him on screen, it's like a first person shot. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Like right. the work mm-hmm. that he does there is amazing. So I'm I'm in on it just because it's Matt Reeves. So yeah, you know, I know Pere keeps making fun of the name the Batman, which is <laughs> sounds clunky, but again, Matt Reeves, I'm in.
0: I think I think Matt Reeves is really good at world building as well.
3: Yes. Like mm-hmm.
0: what he did with Planet of the Apes, something, a story that we all thought was kind of dead in the water before we watched it with fresh eyes. Like, he gave us a new perspective on that, which yeah. I'm excited to see what he does with Batman. He gave it a new life. For, Through f- a modern lens, too, Yeah, I think that was mm-hmm. important. For For those of you that are trying to, like, <laughs> yeah. take your eyes away from Robert Pattinson in Twilight, I will compel you to watch Daniel Radcliffe in Imperium. This okay. is another childhood star. who Everybody knows him as a right. Harry Potter. And for the longest time, he was, like, trying to get away from the moniker of being, like, the, the bubbly kid that has the mark on his head. But I watched him in Imperium. I think about a year, a year or two ago, he's playing uh, what of a uh, like an FBI agent diving into um, uh, the KKK, I believe, like oh. a national, like a nationalist party. Like it was, it was insane the really? role that he went through for this movie. I thought it was dope as fuck, and I yeah. didn't. It was one of the first times I didn't see him as. Oh, little kid, little Harry Potter, you yeah. know, waving a wand around. And sometimes that's why people don't go see those movies,
2: yeah. which is what's crazy, because they'll just be like, ah, fuck, that's Harry? No, I'm not going to go see that.
0: I'm giving I'm pa- Robert Pattinson a chance. No,
2: and we've talked about this before. I think it's a very good casting. To win. Matt Reeves is great. TD, you're right. We, we talk on the thread about how underrated that trilogy is. So, you know,
0: yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it, a, oh, my God. It. Yeah, there it I'm is. I'm I'm with it. Let's fucking go.
2: Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm forward. I'm excited for this. If it's true. If it's true. (laughs) If he gets it. Confirm
0: it. Shouts to his PR team.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, the
2: takes were hot. Those were hot.
1: Super hot. So hot. Wake up. Dragonfly hot. You don't want it. Um, So, I think it's time for us to get into the prep section of Aladdin. Live action Aladdin. Live action
2: Aladdin. Live action Aladdin. Let's do it. Let's get into it.
3: You stumbled upon an opportunity. I can make you rich.
1: So, Aladdin. So, for those of you who don't know uh, the story from the original 1992 animated release, here's a little quick synopsis. A kind hearted street.
3: Urchin. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Right. If you don't know the story of Aladdin, what do you listen to this podcast for? <laughs> well, that's are what we're doing. No, no,
1: no, 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 no that, That's not what we're here for. <laughs> Guys, we're here for that. We're helping were- people. That's our. Fuck. That's the wow. podcast. Let's remind them. We they should
3: definitely g- already know. If you don't know, just unsubscribe. You have to Between two and new listeners. Maybe they're okay. not nineties babies. <laughs> We're old as fuck. You,
1: okay. <laughs> this this movie came out when I was two years old. Oh, um, man. Okay, so a kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand vizier. vizier? Oh, sh- I should have read this. <laughs> you should
3: have read it. <laughs> vizier. But let's, vizier. Do it. let's do it in one line. Vizier. Boy gets genie. Boy, boy gets Magic
1: lamp that is powered. Uh, to make the deepest wishes come true. Okay, we know it. There's we a already tiger. know it. It's a, it's a tale as old as time. This is a different animated movie. But <laughs> speaking of the animated, who's got, uh, who's got something first to
0: prep everyone on? Spencer, you got something for? Yeah. So I was doing some digging last night. And I think, Dane, you actually might love this. Okay. But when they initially started creating um, Aladdin, essentially. Yeah. They modeled him after Michael J. Fox from Back to the what? Future. Really, the initial renderings of Aladdin were modeled after Michael J. Fox, but after going through the process, they actually found out he was a little bit too dopey. So what did they do? They watched Top Gun.
2: No way. They watched, okay. They
0: watched Top Gun and got his mannerisms and his physique from Tom Cruise and Calvin Klein models. Okay. So think about it. Early '90s, like Calvin Klein was at the height. That's when. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Marky Mark. Yeah, was yeah, 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 Walking yeah. around in <laughs> tiny <laughs> Oh, my God.
2: I have to look in my head right now. So it's they, awful.
0: They, <laughs> they, got, they have the physique of, of Tom Cruise. So after that, they still felt like it wasn't fully fleshed out. So yeah. where did they go? To fucking Star Wars. And they got his personality from Han Solo. There you go. Harrison Ford. Holy shit! I see it too. Yeah, <laughs> that's rad.
2: That's so, cool. So
0: Aladdin is equal parts Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future, Tom Cruise from Top Gun, and Harrison Ford from Star Wars. And this, he's got the vest. That makes up And, he's got, and he's got the vest. And he's got the vest. And he's
2: got the vest. That's cool. That yeah. is cool. In in you know the 1992 one, everyone loved. You know I th- I thought it was awesome. Funny fact is when we were you know looking over, we were trying to find just interesting facts about this film and what we could learn and kind of pick apart going into this new one. And I like this because there was a great superhero reference. A Whole New World was totally inspired by Richard Donner's Superman. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Mm. Yeah. And learning about that. And speaking of how uh, Aladdin was shaped, Jasmine was based off of Audrey Hepburn. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, a movie called Roman Holiday.
0: And she was initially stuck up. Yeah. She was initially like a fucking brat in the film. But they thought... They thought female viewers would not like her character. I no. don't want to
1: be a princess anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> one one thing one thing I thought it was really cool was the uh, Jafar was actually modeled after Maleficent.
2: Really? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, I kind of see oh, that. that render. Do I, yeah. I kind of see it is that. Interesting. Yeah. They, they that it repur- is.
3: Disney
1: does that a lot. Is they they like early on yeah. they would repurpose the animations. Um, I know they did it with Jungle Book. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, it was it, would just it was take the old drawings and repurpose them.
0: Cuz like when you when you look at both of them they both have birds as henchmen, they both have long staffs and they both turn into big reptiles and hopes to kill the hero at the end
2: of the movie. That was the first villain I ever f- just hated. Just <laughs> I wanted to punch that dude so hard. I right? hated but he did Jafar. a great job. I mean no, that's great. like that's
1: that's
0: uh little King Joffrey, you know. I saw I saw that um and this is me diving into Warm Home of uh, the Warm Home of YouTube it exists but yeah you know it exists it does but robin williams actually modernized voice acting through this movie so initially when they huh. started to see like who would they want for the role they said it's robin williams or nobody but at the time voice acting wasn't a big feature for for big time hollywood stars because they wanted mm-hmm. their face in front they wanted to be part of the marquee so they did what they did was they took one of his bits about i think it was about like schizophrenia or something and Literally created a genie reference of him talking as Robin Williams, wow. and that sold Robin Williams on the role.
2: That's crazy. So he
0: ended up doing about 16 hours of Aladdin, uh, yeah, I heard uh, that tape for them. VR. and just gave them the content to be able to make genie who we know genie was to be. But even after all of that, he said, "I don't want to be like top billing on this. Like I'm still there's still vo- voice acting. It's not as good as it as it can be as we know it to be now. Right, but they went ahead and made him, like, top billing in it yeah. to the point where other A-list actors, they saw that and went, oh, wait, this is actually pretty cool. Like, I want to dive into it, too. So Robin Williams actually modernized voice acting And he, Aladdin.
2: And he was amazing.
0: It's an iconic genie. role. And you know, just, who, you yeah. know who
1: passed on this? Who? Not the genie role, but Jafar was Sir Patrick Stewart, and he's kicking oh. himself ever since. <laughs> wow. I didn't well, know that. Yeah.
0: That's funny because the same guy that played, that voice Jafar... Has played him on Broadway and in video games and other animations. That's hey. wild. He's wow. like, this make your is net, man. This is me, <laughs> I'm Jafar, you can't
1: separate us. That's like Mark Hamill with the Joker in yeah. anime. Yeah, yeah.
3: Peter Cullen in Optimus Prime. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been doing
0: that yeah, for a long so time. So there's, there's another interesting bit, too, is so for about over a year, the Aladdin production crew, they were getting storyboards ready, they were getting the script in order. And they had a deadline to meet, so uh, Jeff uh, Katzenberg, hopefully I'm not butchering his name, at the time was studio chief of uh, Disney. Yeah. So this was the big presenting day. This is where they thought everything was good. You know, I think um, Jasmine was still kind of a bitch.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Aladdin she was, had she was, yeah. Aladdin actually had a mom in the movie and had a song in the movie. The song didn't. The mom and the song didn't make it into the movie, but the song actually made it into Broadway, which was called. Um, I think it was called "Proud of My Boy." Yeah, but they presented what they thought was a fully fleshed-out story to Jeff Katzenberg, and he fucking hated it. He hated it and told them, "You guys need to redo all of this, flesh out the story, fix the storyboards." But I'm not giving you guys a new uh, deadline. So they they caught that. I think it was called like Black Monday or Black Friday or something like that. Good show. But it was it was something to where everybody on the production team like looked at themselves like, "We don't know if we're going to get this movie made because." We spent a year perfecting this, and he hated it. Yeah. So.
2: Well, it, you know, it, the original story of this it's, it's a little darker. It's originally based off a of Middle Eastern like like folktale, I believe. Yeah. And then it turned into a fairy tale. Yeah. And then now we're here. So I mean, the animated you know uh, movie did a great job of just it made an imprint, and I thought it was you know a really important animated movie. I thought it's one of my favorite Disney films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I, it's weird because. Looking at this version now, I've, I've been a little apprehensive in general about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Just the things that have come out have, yeah. been, have
0: been a little sketchy. And, and I opinion. think we,
2: we talked on an earlier part where we were kind of going over the trailer where there was one moment where we were like, finally, it looks like, an elect, like yeah. I can enjoy Aladdin you know, out of a trailer. And so I'm interested to see how that translates.
0: One thing that I'm worried about is, so again, in my deep dive on YouTube, they had a, about a minute and a half clip of the song Prince Ali.
1: Yeah, yeah I the, saw that new, too.
0: In the new movie. And Ugh. I didn't really... Like, <laughs> Prince Ali in the movie... So for those of you that have lived under a rock for the past 30 years, Prince Ali is the song where Aladdin kind of... he is after he finds the it's genie. out. He, he has his <laughs> wishes, and he turns into a fucking ball. He's Got on an, an elephant, elephant riding into Agrabah like, yo, Jasmine was good. His monkey turns into the <laughs> elephant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So... <laughs> It's flossing right now. Yeah. Like,
0: to me, this was supposed to be one of the most grand scenes in the film. But when you're watching it, it looks small. Yeah. It looks very small. So they were actually supposed to film in Morocco. But through some type of delays and and fuck-ups, they actually had to shoot that whole thing in a parking lot in England. Wow. And it was was raining, like, every morning in England. So they would actually bring in, uh, uh, like, leaf blowers and and fucking fans to dry out the set. Man, I would have to see that. Looking at the set, it just looks kind of small, especially especially knowing the world that DC can build. Like, give me CGI. I don't care. I don't I don't care if the people in the background are fake or not. Like I wanna see Agrabah as this big grand thing. That's another thing that in talking about Agrabah is they're liking it now to the Silk Road. So for those of you that don't know, the Silk Road is a is ancient Pretty much passageway between China and Rome mm-hmm. to where silks and fabrics and, and gold were pretty much transmitted from east to west.
2: The original folktale took place actually in China. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah.
0: originally, the animated, the animated movie is more so, you know, in the like, Agrabah's in the middle of the desert, nothing really around, there's kind of like this own oasis, but they're actually transitioning it more over to what the Silk Road embodied right. because then you can get more. Uh, ethnicities and more cultures clashing together and, and just being that big bazaar as we know that world c- has potential to be.
2: So I gotta ask you, what do you want to see most in this movie fr- that y- you took away from the animated that you can see in this one?
0: What I want to see most? Yeah. I want to see, see Jasmine's Tiger. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Ra- I wanna, Raja. Raja, yeah. I, yeah, I want to see I want to see the tigers just like being in a castle, walking around, like laying on a bed, yeah, like biting people.
2: I want to see them fly on that carpet over the streets <laughs> like they did in the in the cartoon. I want them to like go to everywhere in the world for some reason, like
3: within yeah. an hour,
2: and then come back. But uh,
3: random sports fan of me, sports radio fan of me, wants to rank your top three tigers in movie history. Between oh shit! Oh, top three Aladdin, tigers: Aladdin, Life of Pi, <sighs> Richard Parker, and um, the, was the one, the one in The Hangover. What was oh, oh, now we got four. What was so the Jungle Book? What was the Jungle, jungle book? book? Jungle uh, Book. Idris Elba. So Idris Elba yeah. or the Netflix version with Benedict Cumberbatch, which no one watched.
0: Benedict Cumberbatch.
3: Um, but Yeah, so rank your uh, top three or four tigers. Oh, man. It's, it's uh,
2: about- the Life of Pie, Tiger's is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I my one, Which Richard Barker is awesome. He was also on a boat the whole goddamn
3: movie. <laughs> <Speaking> <laughs> and like, cats hate water, so... <laughs> Random quick note, speaking of uh, Avatar and James Cameron, so, like, he's he's really good at 3D. That's what made Avatar really pop. So mm-hmm. he, was, he consulted on Life of Pie, right? So Ang Lee directed that. However, the most visceral 3D scene I've ever seen in my life is when... Richard Parker on that boat mm-hmm. first appears, and he jumps right at yeah. uh, Pie, and that you see that shot in 3D for the very yeah. first time. Yeah. Got me out of my seat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no. love but there's a movie. There's, a, good there's a similar
0: scene like that in in Jungle Book, when Mowgli is walking, and who is it? Uh Ben Kingsley. Who I forget what character he he plays, but he tells he, Mowgli like get he's down. He's a panther, right? Yeah yeah. 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 He's like their gu- guide.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're...
0: we're f- fucking up names, as usual, on brand. So I don't know all study, the Jungle Book names on the top of my head. He, tell, he tells Mookie, like, get down, stay quiet. Like, when I tell you to go, run to that ravine.
3: Bagheer. Bagheer, yes. Yes, yes, there it's it is. It's my job, there he it doesn't,
0: is. He doesn't believe it, and all of a sudden, I'm going to just call him Idris for the sake of just calling him Idris Selba
3: <laughs> Yeah, Sharkan.
0: Sharkan. yes.
3: Ah, yeah, he yeah. He
0: jumps out of nowhere, and I was like, yo, <laughs> <laughs>
3: fuck. Then,
2: but the Jungle Book is also why I have hoped for Aladdin. Yes, like it's a, it's ex- like that movie was so good. We've talked about this that it, with Aladdin. Like I'm excited to see these things these things you know be brought to real life. But I I have no idea what this movie is yet. Yeah, like I'm
3: not getting a good read for it. There well, there is early reviews and early reviews are also saying it's surprisingly good. Yeah, not sure what that and, meter is. But that's the is. thing. is, is he that that,
1: surprisingly the, your standards. Yeah, yeah. And that your or your uh, bar for this right now is pretty low. So super low. Yeah. What we've seen. Yeah. See,
0: I think. For, for somebody to say it's surprisingly good is a direct correlation to them possibly forgetting that Will Smith is the genie. That's is my Will baseline if this, is a, if this is a good movie or not because, one, we all know the story. We all know what CGI can do with this story. It's kind of coloring inside the lines. Will Smith is the only, like, like, firecracker in this. We don't know where it can go. So if he can yeah. make us believe that he is the genie, Genie, I'm not the genie. Yeah. If he is genie, I'm with it. One thing that I do want to see in it, I want to see him break that fourth wall. We're all gonna see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you watch when you watch the animated Aladdin, Robert uh-huh. Williams, like he breaks the fourth wall. Like he's like it's crazy. He's like reporters like full holding on cameras Deadpool. and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He does wall, go like, this Deadpool. is what's happening. So he's I'm also making
1: references that will be like hundreds and hundreds
3: of exactly. years later. Like, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs>
0: But so that's what I want to see. And this kind of brings us to the topic of social media Will Smith.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now,
0: we know social media Will Smith now. He's had an Instagram account for like a year and a half now and has become one of like the go-to follows on Instagram because he's given us such great stuff with like a slight hint of corniness. Yeah. But He is kind of (laughs) corny. For him, it's like dad corny. Like, I get it Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But for him to break that fourth wall, are we going to get social media – Will Smith, or are we going to get, like, some new embodiment of breaking that fourth wall? Is he going to, like, come out with a a fucking, like, iPhone 10? I'm actually, I I don't know. I'm really excited to see him, though,
2: on the show, because he was on Good Morning America last week, and he was talking about the role. And they were, like, basically kind of asking the same question, like, you know, what are you going to do differently, and how are you going to differentiate yourself from what Robin did? Mm -hmm. Like And he's like, shit, like... What he did was incredible, so I just knew I had to look at it in a very different way and attack it in a very specific way. Yeah. Whether that's the way he's doing it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he goes, I feel like, you know, I put some more meat on the bone and I added to what, you know, was already a pretty lively character. And he seemed really proud of his performance. So the idea that it hasn't been more in your face, other than that like shitty first pass at CGI that everyone knocked, mm-hmm. like for a Will Smith movie, I'm surprised.
0: Well, apparently we're getting a little bit more backstory of Genie and that's what right here as well what happens after he gets the shackles removed and he's finally free mm. so apparently we're going to get a couple of glimpses of that too one thing when they were making the when they were making genie as we know genie to be big blue yeah, yeah. Like smoke coming out his ass skips leg day they couldn't <laughs> necessarily like like not even like skip it just like doesn't it know it doesn't, exists do, yeah it doesn't but do it but they had to make a new technology i think it's called um uh, a, a, mine, a, a, a mini, something like that, but it's essentially they are tracking his face, tracking his body, and are able to juxtapose it into their creation of what the genie is. It sounds like it's a technology that's already been done, but they've been emphatic in talking about how, no, they actually had to create a new technology, similar to like a Spider-Verse. Yeah, Spider-Verse. Even even Avatar, and we talked about yeah, Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Aquaman was the same way.
0: Yeah. I'm interested to see it because they had really big problems with getting skin, muscle, and that smoke tail right. It said that it took them the longest time to perfect the smoke tail. So, well,
2: and I hope we walk out of Aladdin saying the same kind of shit we said about Detective Pikachu, yeah. where like the CGI was just like it was flawless, like you know, and it didn't yeah. it didn't take you out of that. So, if, you know, if they can pull this off, I'll be I'll be excited. I'll be happy.
0: I'm with it. Like you said, the the early reviews are positive. Yeah. So. I'm not going into it wanting to knock it. I'm going to open my mind up. I'll probably have something to help me do that. Yeah. But we'll go from there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Will Smith, this quick question here. Just to mention the fact, obviously, this is his first movie since becoming an IG superstar. Yeah. Since his last, I guess, major release, even though it never released in theaters, was uh, the Netflix movie, Bright. Yes, And before that, Suicide Squad. Um, is there anybody else you guys might have tabbed to play, you know, Aladdin did some crooked research, and there's a couple of names here I want to throw at you guys and then see what you guys feel about that, but Downey Jr., obviously a a Disney Mm, legend. To play Aladdin or the genie? To play the genie. Okay. Yes, for the genie role. Kevin Hart is the name that came up. John Goodman, Bill Murray, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jim Carrey, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Any other names, or would you guys have been more interested to see this movie, if any th- of these, playing I think
0: The Rock would have given it his absolute all, but it still wouldn't have been up to par. You would have been so corny. We would so have just good. been watching The Rock. Kevin Hart would have just yeah, been like kind of flustered the entire time.
3: <laughs> I, Jamie. That would be I, funny. Though. It'll be.
0: I mean, it'd be funny, <laughs> but like, I mean, I, I love Kevin Hart, but like most of the time, like he has reactionary com- comedy. Yep. So it's all like something happened to me. I'm going to be flustered, and me being flustered about the situation is what's funny. So I don't think I needed to see that. I think Jim yep. Carrey
2: would kill it. Jim Carrey, yeah. I, I, I mean, just him. But and everything would he have do- done
0: too much? That's the thing. There's but a I also fine line feel like Robin Williams and too
2: much? I feel like he would have been careful with it. Careful. I Think he would have been, you know, respectful to the source material and would have just kind of done it his way. I also just, you know, it's the same shit we were saying last week, like the other week, where you're like I didn't know I needed a Robotnik and now <laughs> from Sonic and I saw Jim Carrey do it. and I'm like, yeah. I'm into it. So
3: I, I think he could do the genie. I yeah. don't know. What about you, TD? Um, no, it's just interesting for me. That other than I love ranking and doing the comparison again, sports radio fan here, but um, yeah. the other interesting conversation for me with Will Smith is just how much, how much of him getting this role is due to the fact of his IG superstardom. Like mm. we saw that, we see that with Sophie Turner, who's admittedly mentioned, <laughs> hey, she get she got the Jean Grey Dark Phoenix role because yeah. she had more of a social following. Than the other options, like Downing as big as Will Smith games. is, like maybe that is why he got this rule, given that the fact that he hasn't had a major blockbuster hit in a long time. Maybe. You well, know?
0: I mean, I could see that. To me, that's such a great area, specifically with Will Smith, is because he was already that big of a star before his social media following. His social media following is only what a year and a half old. Yeah, like two He's years. He's pretty maybe? fresh. So. You, it's, it's hard to separate who got what or, yeah. or why yeah, he got but, that role because he's the, been a superstar for 20 years. But, but casting-wise, you cr- when you're so
1: active and engaged with your fans on social media the way that Will Smith does in such an intimate way, you create these evangelist fans yeah. that are now, like with a movie that doesn't have a big-name cast, No, you're going to get a lot of more people who are going to come to the theater now because they feel like they know Will Smith. So, yes.
0: do yep. you think the fact that they got Will Smith meant for them to go out and get relatively no-name actors? And is I, th- that I think saying? that helped them. Yeah, yeah,
1: I definitely. And that is another discussion we can get into right now. It's just the overall casting, and they, they yeah. Disney wanted to make sure that they didn't whitewash this movie. Yeah, no. Um, so, if you guys want to, yeah, you know, I think talk people about that. People
3: bought bit. the pitchfork out and was like, "You better not whitewash." <laughs> right. <laughs> before, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. it even happened. Yeah. 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 Wait till Mulan comes out. People yeah. Were, yeah, were yeah. People Same thing. The Yeah. This so, is well, like, it, there
0: was a there was an article about a year ago that said you know Disney's having a hard time finding
3: yeah
0: uh, reliable actors yes that yep. can that can bring it to the forefront when there is a there's an industry called Bollywood that's not too far from <laughs> here <No>. that, <laughs> that is like producing yeah. like billion dollar films yeah. so like to me that was kind of a farce yeah but I mean the fact the fact that they they got two relatively unknown actors. So, uh, Mina Masoud. Uh, hopefully, I, that, that was a pretty Masoud? good first try. Masoud. That was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: but I mean, he was in Jack Ryan, Hulu's. Um, he's playing Aladdin. Yeah, he's Hulu? playing Aladdin. Jack Ryan.
3: Jack Ryan was on Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, and then we got Naomi Scott, who played Kimberly in Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Oh, yeah, yep. she's she's
2: getting some roles. She's, she's in the new uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, she's too. about to yep. be in Charlie's
0: Angels. So. Yeah. These Now, we'll probably look at this film in, in two or three years, and these two these could be two of the biggest stars in Hollywood. We don't yep, know. And maybe yeah. Disney just had their eye on them and said, hey, we knew that they were going to be this the whole way. So maybe they're working from hindsight. Naomi but Scott's on our way. Will Smith is the big draw, and I keep going back and saying this, that it's a win for me if I can watch this movie and forget that Will Smith is Genie. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I care about because, it's, again, it's a story we know there's not much behind it like we know the ins and outs. we know the pitfalls of it. we know the success of it. Just color within the lines and give us something fresh.
3: yeah the, the thing with um, the you know kid who's playing a lot and I, I would not even attempt to say his actual first name is that again in Jack Ryan he's playing one of the terrorists mm-hmm. right And that's what you know Matt and I were discussing this prepping for the show of like how much like a movie like this in you know in Hollywood can help cast people that are, you know, of a more Middle Eastern look and feel and not non-terrorist roles, right? So Jasmine's dad in this movie, Naveed Negabon, Mm -hmm. he's a villain in Homeland. He's a villain in 24. Um, He's a villain in (laughs) 12 Strong. Like these are all like he was clearly like just being typecast. And like now, finally, there might be an opportunity for him in Hollywood.
1: Way yeah. yeah. playing
3: not a terrorist. Yeah. And that's great. And, and it that's is, great.
1: But TD, and, and I told you this yesterday, it just makes me nervous that if this movie doesn't do well, if it doesn't bring people in, that Hollywood's gonna look at this and be like, oh, well, it's because of like a how Fulmer. we casted yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And and they'll continue to whitewash. So I hope that this I, I really hope that this movie does well so that does not happen. But yeah. I
0: do want us to look at it with a clear lens and not say if it was if it was good, it's good. If it's bad, we're yeah. comfortable saying it's bad because yes. I've, I've seen, you know, it's everything's right. politics in this industry is that people will say a movie is good when it clearly wasn't because it helps their profile ascend right. in this world. It's so brilliant. Well, I guess I, what it's I'm saying brilliant.
1: Is <laughs> I, I hope that it the casting like yeah. they say oh well the acting wasn't great in this movie and and then it's like cause and effect like correlation doesn't equal causation yeah. maybe like. The director Guy Ritchie like wasn't giving good direction to the actors. Yeah. It, it, it's not always like one to one. Like oh, these people are bad actors when when there's a bad acting performance. And I I hope that if the acting if it, if it's bad, it's not because of the
0: acting. Well, yeah. let's I mean let's be a hundred percent real right now. Aladdin the person that we know Aladdin to be is technically already whitewashed. Michael J. Fox, <laughs> right. Tom Cruise, Calvin Klein, models, And Harrison Ford. Jasmine's <laughs> Audrey Hepburn. That's like the fucking <laughs> that's like the holy trinity you know, of whiteness I'll, in the eighties. Hey, 80s. hey <laughs> this guy
2: though, <laughs> this it's Mina dude. he looks like Aladdin. <laughs> he looks just like a like. It's it's right. good. It's yeah. good. It's not just the vest though. He's got a shirt under the vest now this time around. Oh, fine, okay. But uh, you know, free the nipple, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he didn't have nipples man. in the animated. Film. <laughs>
2: By the way, fun fact: there, Jasmine's got the blue. Come on.
0: But man. I think I mean, who would you guys? I know this is this could be a hard question, but like, who would you guys cast as Jasmine and Aladdin? For if it was me. <laughs> I can put Priyanka Chopra as as Jasmine and do Zion Mm. as Aladdin. Like Zion's literally doing the theme song, a whole new world to this, and he looks just like Aladdin. He does. Put those two of you on box office. McLovin,
2: maybe. I I I just, I just
1: want. I they didn't cast him, but I wish they brought him back to reprise his role. But. Gilbert Godfrey as Iago, man, like I that's think nails I, on a chalkboard. I think right. our ears I'm, have, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm our ears have No, become. I want ah, it. I'm My so ticked off up.
0: right now. Oh, no, It's Aladdin. <laughs> this will be the only time three people in this room You've done an impression. Have done Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, that was three. Great. I don't it's great. Not the last time we've done but impressions, but like Gilbert Godfrey. I'm molting over <laughs> here.
3: Ah. <laughs> oh,
0: what do you guys? But think he's out. He's not. He's not playing Iago. He's not. So good. What do you guys? You know the, the person that's helming this entire project is yep. Guy Ritchie. Guy yep. Ritchie. What, are your, what are your thoughts on Guy?
2: Madonna's ex-husband. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: let's let's, <laughs> let's 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 dive into to Guy. Fascinating Ritchie a choice bit. for yeah. me. Well, do you guys have any thoughts? Yeah.
3: I, I mean, not yet, <laughs> but well, I will. I mean, he's got what, some thoughts. What, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thought is like his last again major major movie with a big budget was King Arthur. Which yes. At the time I was working in Warner Brothers, I know how much of a bum that was. Yeah. Like <laughs> absolute well, like. Just a terrible movie across the board, right? Yeah. And it's like, and then you look at, you know, obviously he's probably most known for Snatch, yeah. Um, you know, the British gangster flick, I want to say. Yeah, it is. Um, and then, but then he also has he's worked with Downey in the past with on the Sherlock movies, which yeah. is Sherlock Three is apparently still in the works. It was an odd choice. He's never worked with yeah. Will Smith in the past, but mm-hmm. he has done like, guess these fairy tale fan fiction period pieces. Well, yeah.
0: for yeah. me, like one of his. Most underrated credits is he directed The Man from Uncle. Yeah, yes, and that's true. You I are actually a big, I really enjoyed that movie. Big advocate of that film. I'm looking forward, if they do have a sequel, I'm looking forward to watching a sequel because the action was there. The banter between Henry Cavill and, and Army Hammer was there. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. So it was still kind of weird that they tapped him for this, but again, it being Aladdin. We know what the story is, so you don't really have to take too many liberties Mm -hmm. with the storyline. I, I don't know. To me, he he kind of seems like a like an NFL coach, like a like a decent to bad NFL coach that always keeps a job.
2: I yeah, that's good. I get that. I get that. I understand that. I love Sherlock Holmes, the first one. mm -hmm. I like the first one. The first. I think it's a really good film, and like. It was an adventure film. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, it was mystery, it was whatever. And Aladdin is an adventure film. It is. You know? So, I mean, I, I kind of look at Sherlock and I'm I'm I love that film. So, I I think Aladdin could have elements of that that I really liked. So, I'm excited for that.
0: I'm excited for it, but again, like most of his movies have been I would just say like they've been good. They've seen see like, lockstock. They they've been good. I have not.
2: You seen Lockstock, no, right? No?
3: No. Okay. Just, <laughs> just, no? no. Okay. I was just <laughs> I have either. I was what you guys was
0: before Snatch, right? Yeah, 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 that was yeah, before
3: yeah. Snatch. I didn't really. I was spent a lot of time in London growing up, and those movies were out. That was like the yeah, big, yeah, you yeah. know, promoting that was. But I, I tend to lean more British TV shows. Speaking of Sherlock, I love the Sherlock BBC show mm-hmm, that's on yeah. Netflix. Of Um and one last point about Sherlock: Game of Shadows, which is a sequel, not as yeah. not as successful as the first one. That, that that does have Jared Harris, who, by the way, just to yeah. point out, Chernobyl on HBO. you've Not watched that yet. Yeah. Yeah, Christopher Moriarty um it's definitely definitely worth checking out
0: he did give us essentially our first glimpse at gerard butler and tom hardy in rock and roller though true so yeah, he, he he does kind of get credit with giving I'm, us two pretty good gerard actually, butler you said stars. that but of, of, <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> said, movie, said that
1: sherlock <laughs> game of shadows wasn't successful but that movie grossed 545 million wasn't
3: as what was the first one 524 million. Oh, okay, so I was wrong on that. So, you know, ding yeah. there. But also, too, I uh, got his name wrong. It's Professor James Moriarty. I know a Christopher Moriarty, so I just. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you, you guys. Know,
0: you know a guy? Yeah, yeah I know a, classic a guy. Classic Chris, yeah. always plotting. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, the Guy Ritchie has won a
3: Golden Raspberry
0: Award for his <laughs> <first>
2: Director <laughs> yeah. and for Worst Screenplay. He was nominated. But he was also nominated for his Saturn Awards. So.
0: But I'm a strict <laughs> believer in box office success doesn't mean the movie's good. Agreed. Of course. Yeah, yeah. agreed. That's no. what we talked about at the
1: top Here's of to the Here's to you, DC. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Guys, thank you for having me. I hey, want to hey. step out here as you guys are about to jump into John Wick 3 and uh, <laughs> looking forward to uh, talking Godzilla next week. Yeah. Cool. No man. Man. I can't fucking wait Have for Have a nice
2: Godzilla. Tuesday. <laughs> I can't wait for <laughs> Godzilla. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, you tapped me in the uh, movie the other day when the preview Just, came on. It
0: looks insane. Yeah. But... Let's dive into it. Looks it looks
2: like it's in, like, the Nashville filter, the whole film.
0: <laughs> you guys know
1: I'm juiced for John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. So Let's get, get into it.
3: John Wick, excommunicado in effect in 3, two, two, 1.
1: Super assassin John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild, and with a $14 million price tag on his head, he is the target of hitmen and women everywhere, so let's kind of just recap last week's preview.
0: Whew. How did we do last week? I think we, I think we did well. We covered there was a lot. there was some some stuff that we missed, but for me, I, I mean, I gave you guys a gun reference. What do you need? Guns, lots of
1: guns. You, you guys out there, that was that was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I things that we missed uh, I think one uh, I needed a dictionary going into this parabellum. <laughs> uh, I needed an excommunicado. Yeah. Yes, and then deconsecrated.
0: Yeah, like yeah. all these. W- I love how fancy the words There's are, a but a I wish I knew what they meant. It's like you knew you knew what the word meant within the context of what they were saying it, but Definitely. like I still want to pull up my phone and be like, mm, deconsummated. Like, oh. like decon- I know deconsecrated. Deconsecrated. Yeah, I want to know the exact definition. It's just of a word that's always I so
1: parabellum. Is, it comes from a Latin phrase. And parabellum means uh, prepare for war. Mm-hmm. Um, excommunicado, I, I think, just means you're exiled. You're gone. Yeah. and then uh, deconsecrated means you're uh, essentially not part of that uh, union anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's your you're out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but another thing that we didn't prep people on was Halle Berry.
0: Yes, Halle Berry. She was Halle
1: Berry, right? And like. <laughs> What the role that, that she used baby. to play in these kind of movies was the one that was being saved.
2: Correct. Yeah. And now
1: she's a badass in this yeah. one.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, she was pretty badass in Catwoman too. It's, oh my <laughs> God.
0: It's cool because I'm the guy that likes to turn, I like to look at one actor and see if I can somehow tie in every single movie role that they've ever been into, into one, into one like long ass storyline. Mm-hmm. So I immediately go back to 007. And yeah. she played essentially the love interest slash agent in 007 mm-hmm. to where now she's like haggard and she's, she's kind of beat up and settled into her place in, I, I think they were in Morocco I want to say, right? Or Casablanca. Mm-hmm. But it's cool because I looked at Keanu Reeves from The Matrix I'm like, oh, these are just two like beat up old vets that are, you know, doing it one more time. They at it though. Yeah. They fucking went at it. <laughs> Halle Berry was badass in this show. She film. was. She was. Well, so I appreciate Before we it. dive in
1: deeper to this, let's get everyone's overall thoughts on the movie. Yeah. Um, so, for you guys, was this a blowout victory, a victory, a
0: nail biter, a loss, or an absolute blowout loss? This was a victory. Yeah. This, this was a victory that, again, as a football reference, you knew you were going to win going into the fourth quarter. You're up by two and a half touchdowns. The team probably can't move the ball that much. <laughs> it's it's one. It's three o'clock on a Sunday. You're gonna go home, have a beer, and watch the night game. It's a like, comfy win. It's a it's a it's a comfortable win. That's what it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's face it. We all went into John Wick not wanting a compelling story, but just want to see just how many creative ways he was gonna kill people.
2: You know what you're getting.
0: When you, you know go exactly into a John what w- you're getting. Film.
2: Keanu Reeves was doing an interview the other day, and they were like, "So you were fighting on a horse?" And he responded yeah, man, it's John Wick, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> you got
0: to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> it was awesome. You Those said it like twice. Time.
2: But uh, no, nah, you know what you're getting. And, and you know, I, I, I had an absolute blast. It was a victory for me as well. It was not a blowout victory, just solely because I did know what I was getting. Yeah. And nothing really shocked me or like yeah. surprised me. Um, you're not looking for crazy deep character arcs when you're going to a John Wick film. Mm-hmm. I think the... the but, to play devil's advocate there, the world building is amazing. No, you're not looking yeah. for You get the world building's great. Like, where they can go with these places, they could do
0: tons of movies. Yeah.
2: But, um,
0: as you know, some, As, as a, somebody that lived in New York for four years, they kind of showed me that new, a new, like, grittier world than I already knew what the gritty world of, Los- of New York was. I, I would say this. And we talked
2: about this, just the light, like, the production designer on the John Wick movies? Yeah. It's fucking rad. <laughs> like, I, I think they do a great job. So... I, I, yeah, total victory for me. I I had a blast in that film. And it was cool to see the audience react with it. It was the same kind of shit in Endgame. It was a great movie to watch with other people. That's how you know you're getting a fan base, like you're building a fan base. And, you know, I only say it was a victory because for me, this one felt beefed up. It was just like, we got more money, let's let's go to town. Yeah. And that's kind of what it was. But, you know, I I will
0: guarantee you guys will love it if you guys watch this movie with a predominantly black audience. 100%. Because they talk to the film throughout the entire movie, and that's why I always say, "Call me discriminatory if you want." But I always see when I see movies, I want to see multiple times. I wait until like the third time to see what a black audience I already know, like what the movie's about, what I'm getting from it, and now I'm just like waiting for somebody to be like, "Oh fuck, get out of here!" No, oh, I, you, oh, you dead.
2: <laughs> but no, I, I, the whole audience was going nuts especially uh you know in the fight scenes and just i loved i loved especially you know just they kept it kind of fresh they kept it new and you wonder what they're gonna do to keep these movies interesting and and holy shit i mean boban's intro alone was Mm. something different so
0: good i mean his hands are fucked like literally palm john wick's head
2: full-on you play game goldeneye you yes. know, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, fucking yeah. Jaws from Moonraker, yeah. dude. He's got like the buck tooth. He's like seven foot ninety. But it it's was crazy.
0: It was funny seeing him in this action role because like. Bob I like can't move like no. John Wick can. So you can kind of tell that he was like, and one, two, three, and punch, and two, three. Okay, oh blocking this. Oh, this is the part where I <laughs> grab your head, John. Yeah, but you yeah, felt yeah, no, yeah.
1: but you felt like it was because he was just a big dude that he moved like yeah, that, right? it wasn't because it was like choreographed or anything. It really felt like this is just a, a massive human being who just like is like Fucking an Thanos.
0: I will say. His lines like he delivered his lines pretty he didn't well. Do a bad job. Didn't, you know when like you know when stars get into movies and it's like hey I am talking to you now and yes. I am a character in this movie. It's very like we bro you're you're not believable right now. Yes. He gave his lines as if he was part of that world, which I appreciated
2: it. Yeah, and the setting kind of m- made sense, you know, they were picking up right after the last film. Mm-hmm. So everybody's on his ass and the scene with Boban was in a library?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you ever he's seen somebody scenes. use a book? And
1: like that? he he decides to <laughs> not honor the the one hour mark. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: The, yeah. When
1: they put them, the the uh, bounty on. Yeah. John Wick. It's like too much money. He but he but he had a few more minutes and.
0: He's like and I he still have like, twenty I'm minutes. I'm just gonna like he's like don't ever know. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, Killed him with a book. But yeah, foot. I think he did amazing.
0: Um, I was laughing my ass off like through pure joy within the first ten minutes of this film. I like, was holy too. shit. We are already at top, at peakness right yeah. now.
2: I cringed actually when he, you know, spoiler alert, broke his neck on that book. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> God. Not, no. hey,
0: we're done saying oh.
1: spoiler alert for because people know like, it. this we're is, in we're it. in it. Like, if you're here for the recap,
0: Ugh. we're spoiling this. Like, okay,
2: yeah. Boban got his neck broken by a book,
0: it and like crazy. his jaw broken by the same oh, book. And the sounds. Yeah. Ugh. But that's why you go and see John Wick. It's John Wick, baby. That's why you go see you don't go for storyline, you go for fucking action. Was one fun, of the yeah. one of the knocks with this movie for me was as much as you come there for the action, you do want some remnants of a storyline. Yes. And sometimes it felt like I know for a fact two action scenes went a little bit long for me. Which ones were they? It was the first action scene with uh, John Wick and or well, Keanu Reeves and, yeah. <laughs> and Halle Berry and her dogs, that fight scene went for like seven minutes. I'm like, what is? Yeah, but it's the whole escape doing? from
1: the 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 place. Yeah, but you can Castle move forward. I like forward. that scene.
0: You can move. T- there were times the dogs where going to town. Well, that's something
1: or? we also didn't prepare people for last week was tactical dog yeah. fighting. Right? Tactical dog. I don't, I, I wish I did more research on that. I want to go back and do a little more. John research John Wick on is it.
2: a dog revenge story. I'm
0: telling what you. What kind of like? Listen, okay, let's get real right now. What kind of woman is so hurt? that she has to train her dogs to only go after men's dicks. Well, that's kind of the that theme. Was that's, that's fucking all the crazy. They did she after also
1: trained? And this is what I love about the world building in this movie, or in this just franchise, mm-hmm. is that they give you just enough for you to want more. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't know, like, how does he know Halle Berry? Like, what is yeah. it from? You just know they have a history, and it's just enough, but you know that he was an orphan, all this stuff, and that you find out has um, it kind of just, it, they just peel back this onion, right? Like, yeah. You did learn a lot more about
2: John Wick in and this I, movie. And I
1: you th- did. He's so, Russian. But but that's a thing, right? Like, he's always kicking people in the nuts and, like, chopping people <laughs> yeah. there, right? Yeah. Shooting people there. Yeah. And that's like, uh, is that just something that they teach in that academy?
0: Well, let's think about it. Like, if a dog, yeah. like, you're incapacitated. I don't know what gun you have or anything, but if a dog is coming at your shit, you're not doing anything else but focusing on getting that dog,
2: yeah, off, off your, your crotch. Shit. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah.
0: If he's going for your arm, you're like, "Oh, dog, get off me!" Bam, shoot you in the head. But like crotch, that's a sensitive area. Yeah, yeah.
2: and major organ. That <laughs> fight choreography, you know, again to the director Chad Stileski, and whoever was doing that. That that scene maybe ran long to you, but I thought it was so impressive how they executed that, and with the dogs and how that that scene with Hallie, she was a badass.
1: She was. It looked like a dog uh, training, like the, where the, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like some yeah. of the ramps and stuff like that, uh, it looked jump. like a-
2: Yeah. <laughs> when <Were> you <laughs> see those videos of people like wearing like a marshmallow suit yeah. or something and a yeah. dog hits them and knocks them, yeah. It was those. <laughs> it was German Shepherds, right? Yeah, the, yeah,
0: there's, There are some times where like, you see the dogs coming out of nowhere, but if you focus on the person that they're attacking, the person's kind of like standing there waiting for it to happen, it's like, but guy, you have a gun. You yeah. could have probably like shot the dog midair, But like, you're putting your arm up so it can bite you or your fucking crotch. I, like,
1: I, during that time, I, I or that scene uh, where Halle Berry goes, he shot my dog, and John goes, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> know, love that. I know that was, um, that was so. Good. Let's this kind was, of like, I think this is a good opportunity for us to get into like, who was our MVP of this movie? Just before we like deep dive into anything else, because I don't sure. want to like. Bury the leads here. Who was your MVP, Spencer, of this movie? I liked
0: Zero. The oh, hero, the sushi he, chef. The suit. Yeah, he was cool. He was. He was to me like we haven't really got a villain like that in a while. Somebody that could be menacing, but also quite funny, charming, and he respected the shit out of. John respected. Witt. Like he respected the guy that he was going to kill. They were all fanboys. Yeah,
2: yeah, it. they all were. That was. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. The two. His two henchmen too were fun as it well. It was.
0: It was dope. Like. One thing we talked about before was, in I think it was John Wick 2, where he has that fight scene with Common, and right. they kind of break through the window, and they fall into the Continental, and now they're on hollow ground. They can't fight, so they're like, oh, let's get a drink. That was one of my favorite scenes of the past John Wick movie, but it kind of it redid it with John Wick 3, where Zero's literally about to kill him, and then John Wick puts his hand on on the steps of the Continental. I thought right. he was reaching for uh, a gun. That's I what I, that. I, that's I thought, what I thought too. Great. But... That's when you see concierge come out and is like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah. his hands on, it. you can't, you know, come get a drink. Essentially,
2: that's a great. And scene. that's
0: when Zero like sits down. And he's like, "Hey, I just, I just gotta tell you, man. Like, you're my, you're my idol. Like, water fans. cool' We're Talk the same man. person.
1: It's full waiting room. Just like, it's <laughs> and cool. and you know what was cool too? Uh, what I liked is they they played of the the trope of like the the Japanese accent, right? And then mm-hmm. like he immediately drops it. Yeah, I love that. Once she yeah. like puts the the coin down. Yeah. And like immediately drops it. I thought playing to that like the trope of that like oh like
0: yeah. the Japanese
1: accent yeah just like immediately dropping. It, I thought that would like subverted my expectations. Damn, one that's of a my, wild card.
0: One of my favorite subliminal scenes with Zero is is after literally in that scene the end of that scene where he's sitting on the couch, and concierge walk, is pretty much grabs John Wick and says uh, uh, Ian McShane wants to talk to him. So. Zero is still like trying to hype up John Wick. He's like, "Hey, we're one of the same. We're, yeah. you know, we are doing it. We're the best at our game." John Wick looks at looks at uh, his dog and it's like, "You know, sit, boy, stay." Yeah, but he's talking- <laughs> but he's technically talking to Zero yeah. and like yeah. maybe some people didn't catch that, but he's saying like. No, you're just a pawn in this game. Like, I'm the owner of this shit. Yeah. Well, and
2: his last line, too, is, I'll be seeing you, John. And he goes, no, you no, won't. No, you won't. No, you yeah. won't. And I'm,
0: I'm like, just catching like my breath. That.
1: Good fight, <laughs> hey, John? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> a good fight. It was, yeah,
1: a,
0: it was a good villain, man. I <laughs> I I hope, I hope that but guy the thing gets is, more work. he
1: needed all his henchmen to start taking down John Wick before. Like, he was fresh going into that fight. Like, imagine, yeah. like, that is a team that has a bye, essentially, right? Yeah. To the next yeah. round. <laughs> it's like, that's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I got to say... Stileski, the director. Mm. I thought uh, he's pulled this off like as he's he's a director now. Yeah. Like, you know, and for action films, he's knocking it out of the ballpark. Yeah. So, you know, my favorite fight scene was the um, you know, you were talking about the early one. I love that one. But when they were on the I thought when they were on the bikes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really impressive. The, which, so there were kind of two, two motorcycle, motorcycle ones where the, he has the first, sword. Th-
1: so that's the sword mit- motorcycle scene, but then there's also the uh, horse, yes. in the motorcycle. Oh yeah. my god! Um, but but let's get into your who's your MVP?
2: He's directed Chad Silvestri. Oh oh! Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry yeah, I'm sorry yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, his. <laughs> I thought
0: you were talking about the scene, which is what the next category. No yeah. no oh, no! Just no. like
2: what what he's been able to do, which is like fight choreography as a director a, making that transition. I got a good really question. Incredible. A quick
0: question for you guys. When is the when is the last time somebody in pursuit on a motorcycle has actually apprehended their person? Why do people still get on motorcycles in action movies? Now? It never it, goes they, well. It never goes well for people on motorcycles. That's true. It's like, oh, let's go get him. He's running away. How about we get in a car? I know. The, they the maybe have like of, a higher chance. The
2: beginning of Deadpool just popped in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's just like every time henchmen get on motorcycles, they have to know they're dying. Oh my you god! You have to know you're dying. <laughs> it's like that's a movie trope. The, are Only you for take the, the
2: bikes. I'll take ah <laughs> shit. All right, but the, the bikes. <laughs> the the
1: <laughs> heroes. The heroes always get away on the bike,
2: though.
0: They always get away. The henchmen never because they squeeze catch the through. Hero. They squeeze through somewhere, right? They it's never always like, catch hey, the fucking hero. That's true, man. It's like it's like Ant Man when they're like, okay, somebody has to go get the soul stone. <laughs> Not it. Not it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, but but Chad's yeah, you know, just everything about that film. I I actually this is my favorite one in the franchise. Okay. Um, you okay. know which you know I liked two better than one, and now maybe because this one's fresh, but it's just. It it clearly had more money behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, they beefed it up a bit. I actually loved um, you know, I knocked not having a lot of the character stuff, but the back the background stuff on John was fun. Angelica Houston playing yeah. that Russian woman running that running that uh that kind of dance. But she was teaching dance, you know, which in a way a lot of the way these assassins would kind of move was in that kind of was that same kind of movement. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was just kind of correlating those two mm. worlds, you know. You no, know, I, I thought so, that was interesting.
1: So the the what w- the billing outside of that mm-hmm. was the tale of two wolves. And yeah. I'm I saw put it. tin hat. Yeah. Right here. I'm gonna did. take the tin, the tall tin hat that's tin going hat. all the I'm way to the ceiling team. on Spencer. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> and I think this is alluding to John Wick 4 that there's someone out there that is another wolf like John, another lone wolf. There's another one? Yeah. Yeah. There's do another you, John Wick out there. So here's a question.
0: So here's a question. So do you guys you guys know the story of the Tell of Two Wolves?
1: It's it's a Native American story, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So,
0: it. so it's essentially a story of uh, like a a grandson and a grandfather are talking and the and the grandfather's telling the son about uh, how a wolf can I'm. I may be butchering this, but why? No, I, I have it pulled up. Okay. Do you want to? So I can give an overview. By basically, it. he's
1: saying that the the battle inside us all is the one of evil and good. Yes. And and then the, you know, there's the two wolves, the good wolf and the bad wolf, and the grandson says, uh, which wolf wins, and the the grandfather says, the one that you feed. Yeah. And mm. so this kind of also Deep. is uh, alluding to. John Wick, right? Yeah. Which wolf he is feeding right now currently. Yeah. And I
0: think that plays into the entire story because, you know, again, fuck the spoilers where we're diving into it, but <laughs> he comes to a crossroads where he says, they proposition him and say, listen, you can be alive and you can remember your wife, but you're going to have to be a contract killer I until like you die. Yeah. Or we're killing you right we're now. They, you, right you have now, no yeah. memory of your wife. So yeah. for him, I think that's the story of the two wolves of which one is he choosing to pour into. Yeah, yeah. and he makes his decision.
2: That was a, that was an so impressive scene. And you were right. You know, they really expanded this world on a, to a global arena. Yeah. And you know, with knows, the coin too, with oh, the coin and yeah. the yeah. marker, yeah. you yes. learn
1: about that a little bit where they mint them. Mm-hmm. I th- I thought that was amazing. Brawn. Right, it's yeah. the guy who Jeez. plays Braun in yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah,
2: I mean, look, they can make as many of these movies as they keep being good. You know okay. what I mean? Not like fucking Die Hard 19, <laughs> John McClane in space. Listen,
0: <laughs> let we'll we'll jump ship when The Rock is asked to come and be the villain, like he was in Fast. He's and franchise Furious. Viagra. He's, I mean, <laughs> once they get to like John Wick, fucking Parabellum times four, then maybe The Rock comes in and is like, "I'm your long lost brother."
1: Oh man. <laughs> The rock could massive fit brother. Into
0: anything. So he who, so you're saying like he would be the other wolf? He could be the other wolf. Like maybe John Wick has a sister. Maybe he yeah. has a brother.
1: Like a twin. Yeah. Like if
0: Who would be, twin. who would, who would, who would you cast as John Wick's sibling? Oh, Reeves' sibling? Ooh. John Wick's sibling. Anne right? Hathaway. <laughs> there oh, it is. Oh
2: shit. That's not bad. Straight
0: dark hair. I know. Pale skin yeah. dark hair. Yeah yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go.
2: A little pasty. What a, that's, a, that's, think, a one, that's a but good. But I think one. Anne
1: Hathaway looks too close to the adjudicator. Uh, yeah, like looks too much mm-hmm. like with the pixie cut. They yeah. look too mm-hmm. similar. Like I when I saw it, I was like, "Is that Anne Hathaway?" And I'm like, "Oh no, it's not." Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. a good
2: point. I actually thought that was Lizzie Kaplan for a hot second.
0: So that uh, her name is Asia. I forget her last name. Yeah, but she's, yeah, yeah. She's one of the main characters in Billions. Okay. Yeah, so and like, I know you love Billions. Billions but is a. She sounds her voice was. I was like, that's not Lizzie Kaplan.
2: That's <laughs> but uh, what was? Where do you rank this in the franchise for you?
0: For me, this is—I'd uh, say this is this is second in the franchise yeah. for me. Let's, we'll go, get, we'll go get into that. Two. We're not—we're
1: not there yet. Okay, we're okay. not there okay. yet.
0: You guys are jumping the
1: gun. Favorite play or your play of the game? What was your play of the oh. game? Your
0: favorite moment and why? My favorite moment was within the first ten minutes, and he's his ticker had just ran out, and he's fighting—he's fighting that gang in that like sword gun shop mm-hmm. once like. The fact that he found himself in like a sword and gun shop was kind of weird. How he like makeshifted a gun for himself, but after he had essentially won and there was a guy still alive from like twenty feet away, he fucking axe throws.
2: Yeah, he did.
0: A fucking an axe and straight into the dude's head. Yeah, I laughed my ass off when I saw that. Yeah, here we are,
1: same one. Same. Same. I had the same scene and (laughs) and what I so that putting together the gun. Yeah. Right. So that was basically like these were all replica guns that were made so that they couldn't shoot. Mm -hmm. So he had to take apart these guns in order to put them back together so that he could get one that could actually shoot. While people were were coming. Right. And I love... Everything is so calculated with John. Yeah, Like, he is... He just needed it for one bullet. He yeah. knew that he needed it for one bullet. And he's like, okay. It's, it's like, a, like a flow chart in his head where he's like, okay, I have this. And it's like all these contingency plans that yeah. he has for certain situations. Like it's improv on steroids. <laughs> um, but yeah, the knife throwing scene, that was mine. It but, was the best. But yeah, Dane, what do you That's a
2: good way to put it too. He has a shitload of contingency plans for yeah. everything. Um, I actually really loved the opening, but I, I've, that fight, he killed, so, he killed Boban with a book. That yeah. was like my favorite scene just just the just how clever that was yeah and i thought that was just such a interesting way to kind of get gruesome and and get the audience involved because the audience reaction from that when that happened to me like is just still playing in my head
0: well one thing i like about john wick and in, in, in his action is we all know the marksman he is when it comes to a gun he's very mm-hmm. efficient when it comes to a gun but when he decides to wield an object he goes all out with that object, so it's not like him tapping on the book to like, you know, incapacitate you. Like he's going to use that book to break your jaw, break your neck, effectively you know, killing you. Yeah, and, like, y- and he's putting his whole weight into. You know what move he does a lot book. in the
2: movie too is he'll get stuck where he's not quite there, and he'll start hitting the thing yeah. like a hammer. And he was doing that with the book. He would he would do it with a knife when he couldn't quite get there. Yeah. Like he he does that on repeat. And which uh, is I love that film. Which is kind of contrary uh, that to.
0: That to what we know, like, assassins and and people of that world to be because since everything is so calculated, since there's a contingency plan for everything, it's like, if it doesn't happen on his first try, immediately go to point number B, to plan number B. Mm -hmm. But for him, he's like, no, I can jam this book down his fucking throat. I just need to hit it five fucking times instead of, like, that one perfect time.
1: I was kind of... quite in the library. I was bored with the... the gun throwing though. They did it in John Wick 2, mm-hmm. they did it too many times. This mm-hmm. right, like it, it just felt like it was something they did every time now, yeah. which I get. Like, yeah, okay, they do that every time they have an opportunity. But there was no moment I watching the the Halle Berry dogfight scene, mm-hmm. I didn't like I was like, it, I've watched three of these movies now, and not once have I questioned like them and their marksmanship, <laughs> right? Like yeah, I, that's a good I point. was like. Oh, oh! Wait, they never miss. Yeah, and I, but I all headshots completely, too. Yeah, and I complete no, but every they're not all headshots, well, but they're all calculated. They're all like yeah. I hit them here on purpose so that I could hit them here afterwards. Yeah. Everything's
2: calculated, it, and it's, it's like, like
1: it's crazy. But I, I've completely suspended my disbelief on like missing a shot. Like they <laughs> never miss unless it's for the sake of the plot. And I'm like, yeah, obviously, yeah, right? I think that's amazing. I thought um, another thing with the. The dogs mm-hmm. getting into the car. Yeah, like at, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. like they just get in the back seat, like they're good dogs. Yeah. Or uh, how
2: about when uh, she calls for the dog? Hallie calls for the dog, and it jumps on her back so it can go like five oh, feet.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was <laughs> that's like, that's great. badass. To again grab a crotch. Yep. Right. Fucking asshole. But this is Gonna really like nuts.
1: a a dog people versus cat people <laughs>
0: story, right? Zero is a cat person. Yeah. John's a
1: dog person. Yeah. Zero looks like a fucking
0: cat person. <laughs> well. So uh, there's another question I want to ask. Can Hollywood get away with shooting a dog? All the movies we know with dogs are like, oh, like he has cancer or he got hit by a car. You don't really see it or like died of old age. Can John Wick get away with John Wick 4, the dogs turning on him and him just fucking... Straight between the eyes, just one quick pop. No, I chance. don't think so. No, no, no,
1: no <laughs> because, because that's a, that's why people love this movie. Is because <sighs> he's a dog person. He's not gonna John Wick's not gonna be shooting any dogs. It's why they love I'm this movie, Hollywood and, and it's
2: also why, why I know dog. a few people who won't see this movie because they know it involves a dog getting <laughs> killed.
0: Yeah, just just imagine the outcry if not John Wick, we won't we won't put that on John Wick. But talk about being typecast. If you were the villain that had to shoot a dog, you're never oh. working in this industry again. Oh man, my sister would. Slap. There's rules. In, <laughs>
1: hey, there's rules and consequences to that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. just like in the John Wick world, and I think that was like an overall theme of this this movie. Right, is that um, people were willing to bend their morals, like or their values uh, I- about this industry mm-hmm. for John because they they respect the shit out of John. Yeah, yeah, good right. Dude. It's it's Winston. Right, we, we think that he's like screwing him over, right? Yeah. But he actually gave him a good deal, like yeah. one hour. Like yeah. that's, the, the educator's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. And then the Bowery King with Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like you gave him seven bullets, and what were you thinking? it's like, he was trying to help him out, but at the time, like in John Wick 2, you're like, fuck this guy, yeah. right? And, and now you're like, oh wow, all these people were actually like helping him
2: out.
0: Well, what's going to be cool about John Wick 4 is John Wick 3 ends on, I mean, essentially John Wick falling off of a fucking building. Pretty much. And being, like, shuttered shuttered over to the Bowery, and Lawrence Fishburne is like, yo, are you angry? Like, are you ready for some revenge? And technically, this is the first time, well, the second time we see John Wick mad. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else has been a reaction to him. Just wanting justice for his dog. The first time we saw him really he's mad was when mood. he saw yeah. he saw his dog fucking die. Yeah. Now, and again, that, that's three movies ago. Now John Wick 4 is going to be John Wick actually angry, not wanting to get out. Not like he's in this world now. He's like, okay, I'm thinking I'm he, back. He, he, he
2: thinks it will snap. <laughs> he's gonna crack finally.
0: Absolutely. I think he cracked in three. When he looks up and his face is all bloody after falling from a fucking building. Yeah, but
2: this is him fully cracked. This is him
0: like, (laughs) oh, I've actually been holding off. You pissed, John? Everybody's dead now.
2: Crazy. I'm with it. Crazy. But yeah, and I
1: I think just one more I want to touch on, just the the world building of like, the characters know, even when they say a thing that you haven't heard before, like parlay, like hadn't been mentioned. And John comes up to the roof and he goes, parlay yeah and it's like oh yep yep parlay oh we go all talking now right just try to kill And it's just everyone knows uh kind of the rules and you're learning them as you go Mm -hmm. and i think that's so exciting as a a viewer they did
2: a good job of simplifying it too so everyone you could just kind of follow what was happening there was history with the characters obviously that was established but they did it in a very subtle way while giving you a little bit of you know of their background so i thought that was cool
0: well real quick real quick what is there an athlete that you guys can see coming up in in John Wick four, much like Boban did? Yeah, who can yeah. have that cameo? Who could? Who do you think can hold some acting chops next to next to John Wick? I mean, shit. We were talking about our favorite henchman last
2: week, or like. Some- we were throwing out some names.
0: I'd say you said Conor McGregor. I said
2: McGregor, and I would love to see McGregor fight Wick. <laughs> I'm with it.
0: I, I can imagine McGregor being like a crime boss in Ireland, and that's where John Wick has to go because there's some like bounty or, or something tied to this world. That would be cool. And McGregor is that world over there. Like, that would be cool. I don't think you go with another basketball player, no, f- a football player. You should go with somebody that has fighting chops, MMA chops. Think John Jones. Think Anderson Silver. Uh, Silva, I think, uh, again, Conor McGregor. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Somebody that can show up in those fight scenes and not kind of be a seven foot
2: I, stock. Figure. I just, I can't get McGregor out of my head. I just feel like he would be just such a fun henchman to watch. Charismatic. I shit. think
0: it's going to be
1: someone that we don't know. Yeah. It might be like a cricket player, right? Yeah. The, who's massive For sure. overseas, but like we don't, yeah. We don't know who it is. But essentially, like Bobon used his size and strength, right? Mm-hmm. Like they played to that as in his hands as like his weapon. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that if they do another athlete, it'll play into that. So it'll be like a, a, a cricket, a cricketeer, a, a cricketeer. cricketeer. I don't know. I need <laughs> to know sports. Um He'll use his bat. it will be a right? His He'll use a club or something, but yeah. that'll be like his, his skill.
2: And it'll I'll be like be a, a crazy NFL linebacker or something. Just,
0: fucking wielding helmets fucking or something. Like, yeah. I could see a tennis player like precision like throwing balls with a racket that are like bombs or some shit. That'd be cool. Like throwing bullets. It's not going to be racket. curling. I'll really tell talented you that. In a unique Why way. can't it be curling? Like that'd, that'd be hilarious. The
2: US curling team <laughs> won the gold, so let's get one of those oh guys petitioned <laughs> petition for that.
1: Okay. Uh so we obviously know there's the future to this franchise, right? This what is So what is the state of the franchise? That's what this mm-hmm. little mini segment is going to be called. So first off, we're gonna rank the franchise movies right now. So Spencer, what do you got out of one, two, and three, what's your rank?
0: I think John Wick one is top top billing for us, for me. Mm-hmm. I think John Wick three is two, and I think John Wick two is three. Simple as that. I'm three two one. There
1: three two one. Simple as that. I've got two. I think two completely opens up the world. Mm-hmm. Right. In and, and makes you feel like, oh, this is bigger. Um Three, I just the the fight sequences. Even though the movie was a little too long, I still think yeah. it's it's still like opens. I just I'm here for the world building. Yeah, and yeah. I I want to know more. I want to see more characters besides John Wick in this the John Wick verse. And then one is the the third one for me. But I, I it's hard. It's hard. But I just I am such a big big on the world building.
0: Yeah, I think I think um, John Wick Four gives us a glimpse into that life. Of him growing up, his family, and there may be a sibling there. Yeah, there may be. I
2: could see they peel back a few of those layers. They Why not? Gradually. have to you know? There you go. Are they treating this like Bond? Are There gonna be ninety of them? Probably. Probably, but
0: maybe as a kid with Halle Berry, and I definitely want to see twenty other. I want to see the other. Years,
1: shit, I want to see the other wolf. Like yeah, see the yeah, wolf? Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's yeah, yeah.
0: Tin Hat back on. I
2: want to see the other wolf. <laughs> no, I think you guys are onto something with that. For sure, Do God, you guys heard man, me dude, this is like a come but, down. I mean, we're <laughs> gonna get we're gonna get Wick, Wick four in twenty twenty one. It's not a hard date release, but that's the year. So. Like you
0: just said, it's a, it's a Wikiverse now. The Wikiverse. Yeah, one hundred percent.
2: It's a Wikiverse.
0: Wiki. The John. I
1: gotta go. I gotta go to the John Wiki Wiki. <laughs> the but guys, I'm like it's like a serious come down after this. The energy I had at the top of this podcast was Damn. super high. We laid
0: it out there. We we put I it put out there. everything
1: out. I'm exhausted now, <laughs> but. I think we won't be too exhausted to talk on social media, though. I yes. think that'll be. So, if we want to continue this conversation, uh, follow us at Film Study Pod, at Uninterrupted, Pacing or No Vowels, at Dane Mork. You guys got anything else? Rate five stars. Five stars. <laughs> five and, stars. Uh, and review, write something. Write something review. nice. Talk yeah. with us,
0: ask us questions, throw us some polls. Like, we want to talk to you guys. Yeah, what interact. Guys what do
2: you want to talk about? You know, what do you want to see? I mean, what if you guys to... want us
0: to, rev- to review films that we haven't done on here, throw it our way.
2: Yeah, let's hear from you. All right. Thanks for tuning Signing in, guys. Signing
0: off. See you guys later. See you next week. Roll credits.